Space Trophy Kids, we have a great episode for you. We're recapping NFL Week 5, Jay Gruden situation down in Washington, and what's next for the Redskins, and we're giving some Week 6 picks. So let's go. And welcome to Trophy Kids, presented by Bad News Media. It is October 9th, I almost said September 9th, and I don't know what the fuck's going on in football anymore. I am a blind man trying to read a gambling board. I'm losing picks left and right. It's been a terrible week. It's a bloodbath up here in Cincinnati. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fine. October 9th. Shout out, Mom. Happy birthday. Um, I've done okay in football. Uh, decent sports sports betting weekend I had. Not, not memorable, but not a loss, so we'll take it. Uh, much better on the college football side. College football this year has been a lot easier for me, like, I just trust Ohio State to cover those 18-point spreads, and they generally do. That's kind of how I've been doing it. I'm like two for a billion up here in the last two weeks. I'm literally <laughs> two for ten, I think, in the last two weeks in college football. Um, with that being said, I do like Texas this week to cover. It's like an 11-point spread against Oklahoma. But <laughs> it's been bad. Either way, the NFL has been somewhat of my saving grace. Not fantastic. I'm about the Bills. I'm week to week. Some weeks I show up good. <laughs> Not the Bills, the Browns. Some weeks I show up good, some weeks I show up bad. The Browns got their absolute asses handed them to them last night. Oh. I think the 49ers, too, are actually legit. So it's a weird league right now. It's very weird because I wasn't really a believer in the 49ers, and apparently they're a pretty good team. I mean, they're 4-0, and they just literally dominated that game yesterday. Their defensive line's unreal. Nick Bosa is clearly on just supreme steroids fantastic steroids he's taking and they are really paying off for him um i mean yeah it seems like these 49ers are legit and these browns are an absolute mess starting with baker yeah i mean first of the the 49ers point the 49ers i guess i shouldn't be that surprised because i do actually like kyle shanahan as a head coach i think he's one of the better football minds out there right now. You saw what he did in Atlanta, and then they immediately collapsed as soon as he left town. Yeah. The team has just been banged up like crazy. My favorite part of last night, Rob Lauder uh, tweeted this out, that Joe Stanley was apparently standing next to Shanahan before Garoppolo hit a 22-yard touchdown, and before the ball was even snapped, Shanahan goes, that's a touchdown, and starts walking down the field before the <laughs> ball had even been snapped. So... I love the football 49ers. genius. Yeah, he is a football genius. He puts them in good place. You can see the exact opposite on the other side of the field of the Browns. Yeah. Freddie Kitchen, that Browns team. Because at this point, if you buy into the philosophy that they're currently going, which is they lose a game, then they come back the next week, they look good. They lose a game, they come back the next week, they look good. Congratulations, Browns fan. You're about to go 500 when you were supposed to be winning this really terrible division in the AFC right now. It's still anybody's division. I'm not hitting the panic button just yet, but it's a bad situation. And the, the only thing I can really put my finger to is the coaching situation because that team looks good at the end of the year. They added better pieces. They didn't improve the offensive line, which is a problem, but obviously there is an issue with preparation before each game. And I would argue even more so discipline because it makes no sense. You should not be going week to week looking like completely different teams Yes, granted, they probably shouldn't have won that game regardless, but they shouldn't have been blown out like that. That's a coaching issue, I think, in my opinion, as well as Baker is not playing great. Once again. Yeah. <laughs> not Baker's, putting in the best positions. Yeah, Baker's not playing well, but also his line is just so bad. His offensive line is terrible. I know the 49ers have a very good line, but Baker's line this year and last year was awful. Um, 
for whatever reason, they don't want to get Odell Beckham involved. I, I don't understand what's up with that. I mean, they, they have him throwing the ball in order to get involved. He, he threw the ball and then ran the ball before he even caught the ball, like, in, like, the second quarter. It's ridiculous. I think maybe Odell maybe Odell was better off playing with, like, an Eli Manning who just, just said, fuck it, and literally threw it up all the time because he was just terrified because he didn't know what to do. Fucking throw it to Odell. And Baker is a little bit more calculated, a little bit more smart, a little smarter with the ball yesterday. Monday doesn't really show that. but So I, I, it's just weird that they can't get Odell involved and they have all these weapons, but they just, they like you said, they're very undisciplined. It kind of reminds me of before the Redskins sucked this year, kind of like the old Redskins teams who were less talented than the Browns team, but just undisciplined, would come out and dominate the next two weeks would suck, then would win, then would lose. I mean, it's just, it just has to do with discipline. You're right. And Freddie Kitchens just seems to let this team do, like, kind of whatever they want, and they haven't won anything yet, and he hasn't won anything yet. Really, no one on the team, no one on the entire roster has ever won anything. Correct. Just all really talented. Was, I, yeah. Yeah, it, it's weird, but I will say this one thing about um, – Baker, last season, I actually found this tweet. This was a random guy. His name is Real Slick Nick. <laughs> he tweeted this out. Um, I figured I should give him a shout-out, um, even though he probably just took this anyway, took this himself. Yeah, exactly. But Baker, last season, against teams with a winning, winning record, 1 for 5, 59 completion percentage, 10 touchdown to 11 interception rate, and a 77 passer rating. I did not know that. <laughs> That's not good. I didn't know that. That's really bad. So, you know, Baker hasn't fully proven anything yet. So let's see what happens with him. Yeah, I would agree. The I'm not going to say he's a bust because I think that's crazy. No. Really, people oh, who are yeah. trying to get no. up on that train are morons. That's crazy. He's, he's also not as good as I think everybody thought he was going to be coming into the season. He's still got a right. long way to go. You touch on the Odell thing. I think that's the interesting piece. I think that saga is about to come to a screeching halt in Cleveland. Right. To me, it makes all the sense in the world to potentially offload him somewhere. It maybe pick off an offense alignment or at least draft picks to then go draft offense alignment because that's really your Achilles heel and what's holding this team back outside of there are some other issues, but those can be more addressed with coaching and probably a little bit more experience. Freddie Co- Kitchens is a rookie head coach, so he obviously needs some time to get adjusted. Same with the coaching staff. You give him a year, a couple of years, you should be good there. I could see him being moved. He's a huge asset, especially for teams who are going to be making, looking to make a late playoff push. That's a position where you could potentially move him for some real, real value. Because once again, he is, in some people's books, top three wide receiver. I can say undoubtedly a top five wide receiver in the NFL. You could, yeah. you, we could argue all day where he deserves to be. But people will pay a high price for him, especially as we get closer to the playoffs. If they're not playing well. Yeah, right. I agree, and I never actually really thought about offloading Odell, but I don't hate the idea just because, I mean, you look at all these past Super Bowl teams, very rarely do they have any of these star diva wide receivers, um, right. and the Browns, the Browns, they, they played well last year with, you know, having Jarvis Landry, going with Baker. I mean, this year they can, they'll get Kareem Hunt, Hunt back. They can ride Hunt and Chubb. I mean, that's ideally what you want to do with the second-year quarterback anyway. I mean, they could. I don't hate that idea. You know, getting an offensive lineman, getting maybe a draft pick as well. And you can ride as your receiving core. You got Callaway, who just came back. Callaway has talent, um, and yep. they obviously have Jarvis. So, I don't hate the idea. I really don't. You're gonna get uh, what's his face, the tight end back. Um, Njoku. Yes, Njoku. He'll come back. So you got some pieces there. 
I mean, that's your biggest hole. And fixing an offensive line is not an overnight task. So you need to probably pick up a veteran or two. You're only going to do that in free agency or by trading a piece. And then maybe go draft a couple guys. But it's a bad situation in Cleveland. With that being said, if you're buying the theory of week-to-week play for them, they are primed for a win potentially this week. We'll get to that a little bit later. But first, we definitely need to address your Washington Redskins, sir. Shea Gruden is out. Bill Callanan is in, and the search for a head coach begins. Where are we at on that? As far uh, as the entire Redskins situation, I'll say. Oh, God. <laughs> it's such a circus. It's just such a circus. Um, uh, Jay, I- I'm actually glad we didn't do the whole, you know, let's wait until the end of the year stuff. I think that's dumb, especially when you're 0-5. Like, at this point, get rid of him. Let him go. He's still going to get paid. Um, and start your head coaching search now. The only problem is no one wants to come work for Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen at this yeah. point. Literally no one does. No reputable, like highly known head coach is going to want to come work for them. And it's sad because they've created such a terrible culture and such a toxic atmosphere that we're not going to be able to acquire anyone. So we're probably going to have to promote from within. I mean, there's always there's always talk about Kevin O'Connell being promoted and how you know we're tired of watching all these offensive geniuses leave our coaching staff and you know be Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, or Kyle Shanahan. We're just kind of tired of watching that. But knowing our luck, this guy will be the one bum out of the four, and he, he's gonna suck. And we let all the we let the three the three savants walk out the door. So I mean, it's gonna come back and bite us in the ass, I'm sure. Yeah, so I was trying to think about this because I was scratching my head like, who are they going to actually theoretically get? Like, who is a possibility? A lot of people, for some reason, think Mike Tomlin's coming, which I think is ludicrous. Here's the only thing. If you're – because I was looking at a list. I pulled up a list. CBS Sport had a list. I saw a couple other people talking about it. Mike Tomlin seems to be on the top of a lot of people's list. Uh, Zimmer's out there. Jason Garrett, if he gets fired, I'm sure Kellen Moore is going to get some offers here. If you're a big-time coach – the only reason it would make sense to go to the Redskins is if you either get John Gruden money or you get a Marvin Lewis situation where you have complete autonomy over the front office, which I don't think Bruce Allen's going to give up or Dan Snyder. So if you don't have completed, maybe not complete, but a very large stakehold in the talent you bring in and out of that facility, why the hell would you ever go to Washington? They have shown, unfortunately, that they are super dysfunctional in that front office in the and it just hasn't worked out. So if you don't have that type of control, what do you think outside of getting stupid money that's guaranteed? Because then fuck it. Who cares if you get fired? Um, would you take on that position where you don't know who your quarterback If You you don't even know if you're drafted. If you draft number one this year, who doesn't say Dan Snyder says fucking and picks Tua? And then you've got agree. two quarterbacks on the roster. And then you've got to figure out what the fuck to do with that. But that actually might not be a bad idea, which I'll talk to you here in a second. But I'm with you. I don't know how you hire somebody like a a household name you have to go either within or get a guy like an eric uh benemy or whatever his name is out in kansas city mm-hmm. but even that's gonna be tough because they're gonna have tons of jobs like he's gonna get a bunch of offers why would he pick washington over one or the other exactly yeah. he's not gonna pick washington um and yeah we, we have to do that or we have to find like a coach that's like getting out of rehab <laughs> just, just someone who just needs to get back in the league um but not like, rehab, but yeah. Rex Ryan might be a candidate there. Exactly. <laughs> he Rex needs Ryan. Back in the league. Yeah, he wants to get back in the league. But and on top of that is in the past, Dan and Bruce have, have said they'll give up full control and they fucking lie. And they don't actually do it. They said to Mike Shanahan they would give him full control. Mike Shanahan never had full control. They said Scott McLuhan would have full control. 
Scott McLuhan really show up drunk, so I'm not surprised he didn't have full control. But yeah. I mean, they they basically they've lied about it, so you can't even trust them if they say, "Yeah, we'll we'll hire you and you have full control." You can't trust them because eventually they'll start meddling and it'll just be a fucking shit show like it always is. Yep, I would agree. Here's yep. the real thing: we're going to this game this weekend down <laughs> in Miami. You guys honestly might. Do, let me start with this. Do you think you can beat the Miami Dolphins? I think we can. I don't think we will. I, I think they're a more put-together team currently. That's just as <laughs> ridiculous as that sounds. So I'm looking at your schedule. If they win, there's a good chance you guys end up with the first overall pick. You play the 49ers after that, the Vikings, Bills, Jets, who are trash. And you could probably win that we game. We could there's, beat the Jets. Yeah. We might be. I mean, Lions, we the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Lions, Giants, yeah. So there's maybe one, two to three wins in there. You guys are going to be a hot ticket to potentially be the first overall pick. Depending on you, who you hire, I could see a situation because the league is a copycat league where you guys move Haskins and you take two if you have the first overall pick because he's a little bit – he's not a little bit. He is more mobile of a quarterback. That is the direction people are going. And they are seeing what the Dolphins slash Cardinals have done with their rebuilding process. Offload Haskins somewhere, which would be – hysterical not for you as much well it might work out but <laughs> to go through that shit show of two quarterbacks i could very easily see that playing out here in the near future i, I could but i also don't because dan and bruce have massive egos and arrogance and are very stubborn like an example That's of that is how we still have trent williams on our roster <laughs> if 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 we did draft Tua. As ridiculous as that sounds, we probably wouldn't even get rid of Haskins. We'd probably keep them both because they're so <laughs> stubborn and arrogant and won't, like, move from what, you know, they, they don't like to admit their failures. It's ridiculous, even though the, the, the entire existence of them being involved with the franchise has been a failure. But they don't like to admit it. Yeah. Um, but I don't actually hate the idea. I, I mean, I, I do think Haskins is going to be a good player, but I think two is new. Yeah. I mean, it ultimately depends on who you hire. Are you hiring a guy yeah. who's going to scheme around Haskins, or are you hiring a guy like if you somehow get the Chiefs offensive coordinator, there's no way he's keeping Haskins if he has any say over it because yeah. he's going to want somebody who's mobile like Patrick Mahomes to run that offense. And if you have the first pick, or you, hell, if you even have the second or third, you might go draft Justin Hubert, who's a little bit more athletic. I don't know how that's going to work out. I think he could be potentially good, but it all depends on who you guys end up hiring. So we'll wait and see on that. But overall, not a good situation. The good yeah. news is there are some really shitty teams out there, like the Bengals, who are sort of also covering for the Redskins right yeah, now. We, we would beat them. I think that is a dumpster fire. They're really bad. <laughs> that, that team up here in Cincinnati is an absolute shit show. And that oh. might be a discipline or that might be an insult to shit shows because it is one of the worst run teams right now. And I feel honestly, I feel bad for Eric Taylor, who one probably shouldn't have been thrown into a head coaching job. Yeah. QB's coach. That probably wasn't a great decision. But you're not only throwing him into that, you're throwing him into a roster that has nothing going for it right now with AJ Green out. He might be a piece they move eventually here. Or there's a very real possibility Andy Dalton might be moved. Because if quarterbacks continue to drop, I could see one of these playoff teams like a Chicago Bears or hell, a Minnesota Vikings team saying, fuck it, let's take a waiver and see if we can get this guy who has shown that if you put some pieces around him, he is good enough to not lose you football games. Maybe not win them, but he's good enough to at least play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, classic kind of game manager. Um, 
not quite to like an Alex Smith ability of being a game manager, but he's a good player. I mean, he's fine. He's serviceable, yeah. and I could definitely see, yeah, like you said, quarterbacks are going down left and right. The only problem is, I mean, when's the trade deadline? Like week eight? Yeah, something like that. You don't that's, have much time to move, but yeah, that's the thing is like it's kind of hard unless you have a court unless you know you're like a six and two team and your quarterback just goes down. And yeah, absolutely. I mean, but the AJ Green thing, I think AJ Green could definitely get moved. I see like New England just calling right away, um, especially because he's heading into a contract. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. You don't, you and, don't want that that potential free agency looming out there with him. Right, exactly. And, yeah, the Bengals are just an absolute, I mean, like you said, shit show. They are bad. I, I firmly believe the Reds could be that. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> is going to be a race for that first pick. It really is. Because, I mean, losing to the Cardinals, they did put up a fight towards the end there, but the Cardinals are a little bit better than we all probably expected, I would say. Still not. Yeah, it's still pretty <laughs> shitty. Yeah, pretty <laughs> shitty. But they're not, I was thinking right. they were going to come in and be, like, Dolphins level, like maybe going 16. They're not going to head that route. But the Bengals have a real chance of going 0 16. The one thing they luck out is that division is a flaming piece of garbage. So you might steal, yeah, you might steal a game here or there. The Ravens, what the hell's going on with them? I don't know. Yeah, the Ravens are weird, man. And Lamar seems to be just regressing and regressing. He looks like each game goes by. And as a fantasy owner, I'm becoming slightly concerned, even though my team sucks and doesn't matter. But Lamar, they're a weird team. They're very weird. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know where they're at. I was looking at the to try to get some pickums going here the, towards the end before here, and I was looking at them and I was like, they're playing Cincinnati. I think they're going to obviously win that game. It's 11 point spread, but it's like I don't know what that offense is going to look like. Hell, I don't know what that defense is going to look like. Yeah, the defense, too. Like, <laughs> it's an absolute flip a coin on that team week two. so weird. It really is. Yeah, they're a mess. What I do like coming out of this is the Buffalo Bills are looking like a playoff team right now. They are. This this squad is 4-1. and one. They're obviously not going to win the division unless Tom Brady goes down here because I think the Patriots have that wrapped up with a bow at yeah. this time. We can definitively probably say that pending an injury. But they played the Dolphins. The Eagles, the Redskins, the Bills, the Dolphins, or not the Bills, the Browns, the Dolphins again, and then the Broncos the next six weeks. I mean, I get them winning at least four games there. I was maybe about to five. say, four or five wins <laughs> easy, and obviously they'll steal maybe one or two more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Bills seem to be a good team. This team is going to win 10 to 11 games, if not more, because the end of their schedule. They got the they got the Jets the last week of the schedule. They got the Steelers the third to last week. They do have the Patriots, but that's two weeks out from the playoffs. Who knows what they'll be doing roster wise? Um, who might be injured? Who might be out? I mean, this team—they're going to the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills, I think, pending once again a catastrophic injury. Because Josh yeah. Allen has shown second half of games he can win, and that defense is damn good. And defense travels. Offense doesn't always travel in this league. Right. Um, yeah, I agree. And. Josh Allen shows up in the second half. They're just they're a perfect playoff team. They, they run the ball pretty well, and they play really, really good defense. Um, and and Josh Allen, as long as he stays healthy, I mean, he's mobile. He gets hit a lot. It's always concerning, but he's a big guy. He should be okay. But I think they are a team that is built for the playoffs. They'll probably be – they could be the first wild card team. They really could. And, and if they – I don't think it'll happen because I think the Chiefs will get a bye. But if they line up against the Chiefs, that's the type of team that can beat Kansas City. Yes, because they can do what every team has 
unfortunately at this point realize about the Kansas City Chiefs. If you yes. line up and play man, they're in some real trouble. <laughs> I mean, Hill will obviously help out a little bit because he can take the roof off a of place. But still, if and the Bills are good enough at corner and on defense over round, they can play man, and then the Chiefs are in a lot, a lot of trouble. I don't know if they solve that problem this year, honestly. I mean, I'm assuming they probably will because Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the league, so you would think they'd probably piece it together given they know this early that it is that big of a problem. Mm-hmm. You would hope by the playoffs they get that figured out, but, I mean, it's not looking good, which also does not bode well this week showed for our Colts long-term bet because there's a good chance the Colts might make the playoffs, but the Chiefs might be in some trouble here. The Chiefs could be in trouble. Like like you said, like there's there's a blueprint now on how to beat them. Um, I will say they are really effing injured right now. Like Sammy Watkins awesome. went down. Tyreek Hill is obviously out. Um, Travis Kelsey kind of played like shit that game. Mahomes well, um, just got a sprained ankle. Yeah, Mahomes is hurt. Yeah, Mahomes yeah. is visibly not, not himself after I – he took that one hit in that game, and he was just not himself anymore. So there, there's there's kind of a blueprint out there. I mean, you, you play really good defense against them if you can. You know, you play as best you can, and then you run the ball against them, control the clock, because their defense sucks. Their run defense is horrendous. Yep. Uh, and you control the clock against them, and that's how you beat them. So the blueprint's out there, but like you said, Andy Reid's got a long time to make adjustments, and people come back from injuries. So we'll see what happens with them. Exactly. I'm not... I'm not hitting the panic button just yet on the Chiefs, but if they come back healthy and they aren't figuring that out against the better corners in the league, then you might want to start to look at that. But like we said, I have full faith in Andy Reid's ability to at least make sure that that isn't such a gaping hole in their ability to win football games because he is one of the best coaches out there in the NFL. For sure. And I'm slightly concerned, though, about Mahomes' ankle um, because it was already – I'm always concerned when an injury, like, it's kind of well-known that something's nagging someone, and then you actually see them, like, hurt it on top of that. That's where I'm like, oh, shit. Like, all right, he really is hurt. So I feel a little concerned about his ankle. Yeah. The mobile quarterbacks are taking a shellacking this year. Yeah, um, they are. I mean, Josh Allen, we were just talking about the Bills. We said they're a playoff team, but he's getting lit up week to week almost. Yes. Lamar looked a little bit slower, step to step. Mahomes right here has got the injury in the ankle. I mean, yeah, it's the new wave of football, but it's also a cautionary tale because these guys take a beating, and it just is not sustainable for the long term. Yeah. One thing that is sustainable, though, is apparently Pat's QBs after they leave the Patriots now because Jacoby Brissett and the Colts are off to the races. They're looking like a damn good football team right now. I'm going to say there's a chance because I don't know where the Texans fall. I don't know about you, but the Texans are that big unknown for me because they're talk about a team with an offensive line that has issues week to week potentially. They're another team where I don't know what I'm going to get from them product wise, but I don't know if they're actually going to be able to close out the AFC South. The Colts and the Jaguars, for that much, actually the whole AFC South I think is up for grabs right now. It's the Titans can figure out a kicker situation. The whole division's up. Uh, and it's it's so weird, and there's so many teams where you don't know what you're going to get. The Colts are one, Houston's one, shit, Oakland is one. I mean, Oakland yes. beat Oakland beat the Colts yeah. two weeks ago, and then they beat the shit out of the Bears. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's crazy, and and like I said with the Colts, like the Colts, I I don't know what I'm going to get with them either. It's one week they they play really well, and then the next week they get they get boat raced. Um, but Jacoby Brissett, I agree, he's a good quarterback. And I actually thought he was a good quarterback two years ago when he played for Andrew Locke, like, for the entire year. I thought he was very serviceable, and I was like, skin should go, should go get him. But, yeah, uh, the league this year is 
it's crazy. There's a lot of teams where I'm just like, who are you? Like, yeah, who the fuck are you going to be week to week? Is yes, the AFC South just circle that whole division for me because with Garden oh, Mench yeah. playing the way he's playing, the Jags yes. are another team that you could throw in there. Like, what are they going to be week to week? Even the Titans have been yeah. week to week. I mean, I, I yeah. kind of think the Titans are kind of shitty, but I mean, they're still a week to week team. Yeah, the Titans. The Titans are this the fo- football team that you know they're going to play good defense week to week. You just yeah. don't know what the offense is going to look like. Mariota could look like the guy they drafted, or he can look like absolute dog shit that you would trade for James Winston, which is something to be said for. Um, If they can figure out the kicking situation, though, they might have an initial win or two here. Um, But that whole division, it's I love Gardner Menchu out there, too, and that Jags team right now. I can tell you right now, when Andrew Luck retired, I did not foresee a potential four-way race. I mean, it's obviously, we're not going to count the Titans in there. A three-way race for the division championship where the Colts were involved. No, I wasn't really expecting that either. I kind of thought that they would crumble and be, like, really bad. Um, but, no, they – I mean, Frank Reich's got them playing well. They play hard. and They they got a lot of talent. So, I mean, yeah. T.Y. Hilton, when he's healthy, I mean, he's been going off. So, Yes, sir. Now, you also mentioned John Gruden and those Raiders. Yeah. Oh, man. I, first of all, Club Dub is dead in Chicago. If John Gruden's mocking you, game, set, match, it's over. <laughs> I don't know what you do if you're a Bears fan right now because the offense didn't look that great under Trubisky. Even when he comes back, obviously Chase isn't the answer, but if you're looking at the Bears because they they went chips all in to go for a Super Bowl push, losing the Raiders is not a good look. I agree. This Bears team has been, like everyone else, just a a weird team. and You you just don't know what you do. The defense generally is going to show up, but that offense is just so bad. Mitchell Trubisky, I know he didn't play, but he kind of reminds me of a somewhat better, not even all that much better, but Blake Bortles. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of Blake Bortles. He's, he's mobile. He's, he's pretty athletic. Blake Bortles is athletic. But just his decision-making and just the, his touch on the ball, it's just not its not elite. And it's just, I, I don't know, I'm not a big Trubisky guy. And the fact that they went up to the second pick to take him is craziness. I would agree, especially when there wasn't a whole lot of tape on him uh, at that point in time. But, yeah, it is – it's a rough situation with the Bears. I don't know – I don't know if it honestly gets that much better. It's still so early in the the football season to be making any definitive statements. But it's just – if you're looking at that team, there's some red flags going up that go – this push for the Super Bowl was obviously, I think, the right thing to do when you went all in. You got Cleo Mack and you went in. You got to do that at some point. It's just unfortunately it's not going to – that gamble I don't know is going to work out. On the NFC side of the ball, talk about a gamble and hang up a back of quarterback. Paying Teddy Bridgewater is the greatest decision the Saints have probably ever made outside of signing Drew Brees when everybody thought his career was done coming out of San Diego. Because paying him the money you paid him, the rest of the league's going to take notice. It pays to have a backup quarterback, and it pays dividends because the Saints are going to get Drew Brees back here in a couple weeks, and they're going to be just fine to make another playoff push. The Saints team looks real good. Honestly, everything that could have happened for the Saints is happening, and it's very fortunate because it's like Teddy's winning, but he's not dominating. He's not creating any sort of controversy. It's clear that when Drew gets back, it's Drew's job, but he's winning. Yep. And literally, he's getting his name cheered in the the dome. (laughs) Yeah, the dome. They're they're chanting his name. He's he's making himself money by doing this, and he's not. And and it's better. As a fan, if I were a fan of the Saints, I'd be like, great. Teddy's winning, but he's not creating like some controversy. And I think that's perfect for them. I agree. The perfect situation. 
Yeah. You have a guy who obviously when Drew Brees comes back, he's your starter. You're going to plug him in and you're off to the races again. Right. Hopefully not having a traumatic Super Bowl or playoff experience like you have the last two years, but you're off to the races. In the meantime, you have Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to make money off his next contract. You're paying him money. He's doing exactly what you paid him to do because he is the, the highest paid backup in the league. But you can see why you made that transfer because Drew Brees got hurt. They are not even – they're not even missing a beat right now. Yes, it's not as pretty. It's not as – it's a little bit ugly football at times, but it's winning football games. And that's all you can ask for when you have your future Hall of Fame quarterback go down the way he went down. So the season by no means is lost, and that is the best transaction they have made outside of signing Drew Brees when he came off that soldier injury and left the Chargers. And the yeah. other side of the like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're exactly who I thought they were. They're going to have a game here and there where they play good. Todd Bowles is going to leave for a coaching job. Yeah. <laughs> and they are. Jameis Winston is the exact quarterback I thought he was. He's an idiot. He's still in <laughs> left and right that kept getting called back on Saturday. <laughs> the offense is absolutely terrible. We are losing. We are our window of opportunity is closing so fast with the amount of talent we have. And as far as Mike Evans, OJ Howard has not been used at all this season. Crazy. He's arguably one of the most talented tight ends in the league. Godwin is getting his praise. It is. Godwin's amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. Godwin's an absolute disaster, though, at the quarterback position, which means it's an absolute disaster in Tampa. And our secondary is absolute garbage. I don't know what's going on there, but it is a nightmare. Yeah, that's my that's my books. (laughs) You summed it up. You summed up. We traveled to London this week, so hey. (laughs) Hey, I know I. I did not realize that. I mean, I knew that they were going to London, but I thought the whole nine thirty game was over. So I was pretty. I was like, hey. It's a 9-30 yeah. game. It is. It'll be a pain to get up for, but <laughs> I'll be up. We'll be up, but yeah. Yeah. It's a disaster on that side of the ball. Um, outside of that, I don't really have too much. Oh, the Packers-Cowboys. Cowboys fans. I mean, we had mentioned this when Z- or they were thinking about paying Zeke. I don't know if the evaluation was made at that time that Dak, I think it was, let's see how he plays. I don't know if Dak's getting a big contract because if he doesn't pick it up against good teams – why pay the man? Why not go out and try to get either a free agent trade for somebody or just start over and draft somebody later? Like, why pay him tons of money and lock up that position for a guy who he's shown he can't play against the good teams? Yeah, he can't. He can't. He can light the Redskins up. He could light up terrible teams that Dallas has early on in their schedule. But, yeah, when Dak has to play like another elite quarterback, the challenge doesn't go too well. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing it's as a Cowboys fan right now. I don't know if you're hitting the panic button just yet because the division also is not great. I mean, the Eagles not are definitely great. Seeing you, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not good. I think the Eagles are going to – I think we'll see them maybe take over this division. I really do. Yeah. it's If they stay healthy and as they get healthier, yes. I could definitely see that for sure. Um, the Packers, too. You guys are the most annoying football team. I like, my, I like my teams – I like going going into the season that the teams, the good teams, are the exact same they are year to year. The Packers are going to play great offense. They're going to play shitty defense. They'll probably make the playoffs, and then there'll be a hilarious blow-up somewhere along the lines. Aaron Rodgers will kill his head coach, and we'll start the cycle all over again. No, you guys have to go out and get a very good defense and make yourselves extremely good and a viable candidate for potentially making your way decently into the playoffs. I don't think they're winning, but they're a very good team right now, especially if they get to Adams back. Like they just beat, they just laid a smackdown to the Cowboys without their number one weapon on offense. Yeah, they did. And Aaron Rodgers, like, I mean, he played well, but he wasn't like dominating at all. It was, yeah. it was a lot of like Aaron Jones stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, they and their defense, that pass rush, 
they've got a pass rush now with Zedarius Smith, Preston Smith. Um, I mean, yeah, they're they're they almost gave it up though. I will say that it did get a little dicey towards the end. Uh, that is true. As, as it kind of seems to do a lot with those Dallas uh, Green Bay games. Um, but, yeah, I, I do like this Green Bay team, but I agree. I don't think they're going to make, like, a lot of noise in the playoffs. I think it'll crumble. I think Aaron Rodgers will have a very mopey face, and that's how it'll end. But they, they're definitely a good team this year. The worst place to be is in the NFC West because that division, I mean, somebody's yeah. not making the playoffs, and you have three very – well, the Rams are a hit or miss right now, but I think they're going to be a very Yeah, but they're a good team. Yeah. yeah. You got that division, the 49ers, Seahawks, and Rams. I respect the hell out of the Seahawks now. That Seahawks, division, yeah. yeah, that division is probably the best in football right now. Oh yeah. Wow, well, the Cardinals are so bad, but still, that top three. Uh, that top three is so good. Yeah. And like, I actually, I, I hated the old, like that old age Seattle Sherman Browner Cam Chancellor Earl Thomas team. I hated that team. This air, this Seahawks team, I like a lot. I like watching yes. them. They are fun I, to watch. It's just kind of like, I don't want to call them no names, but they're kind of no names. Yeah, in a way. They're just playing really good football, which yeah. I did not buy early. I am a buyer in the Seahawks stock right now, which I got a couple yeah. quick picks before we, we end this thing. I'm not fully finalized on those. I'll throw these in a general report. I've been doing better in the NFL, so I'm actually liking some of my picks. I'm We're say, bo- should we fade these or what? Well, the NFL I've been doing better. If it's college, I would fade the shit out of it. The Texas one I do like. Texas, though, I like against Oklahoma. It's 11 points. That game is going to be close. Sam Ellinger is playing great. The Texas defense is playing good. I do think that game's going to be close. I don't know if they win that game, but I like 11 points. Um, we both are – I think we both are on the Patriots. Seven. I can't believe it's at seven. It's at 17 right now. I don't know who the Giants are going to have on offense. That's like a legitimate question, like who they're going to throw out there. Um, Shepard's out. Uh, Barkley may be a no-go. I would hold him against the Patriots. I'm pretty sure he's a no-go. Why risk that? And Ingram's got a a sprained MCL where he might go, so I don't know what they're going to do offensively. I like the 17 there. I do like the Seahawks-Browns. It is in Browns. I'm not buying the theory that the Browns have a comeback game here against the Seahawks team, so I do like the Seahawks minus two right now. It may change that later in the week, but I'm really liking that pick right now. (laughs) Yeah, like I said, I agree with you on that that Pats-Giants one. I like the over 42 as well. I think New England's going to get at least – 28 to 35 points themselves, and I trust Daniel Jones to at least get a touchdown and at least maybe another field goal. So I like the 42 there. Um, I like, I actually, even though I know they're kind of kind of coming off a bad game there, but I kind of like Dallas minus seven against the Jets. I think the Jets suck. Yep, I did and, as well. That was a pick I marked. Yeah, the Eagles just smoked them. And I, I do not think the Jets are a good football team, so I like Dallas. Adam Gase might be. I forgot to touch on this when we were doing our recap of the week. Adam Gase might be the dumbest head coach in he's almost in college football and pro football. How do you give Sam Darnold all of the first team reps in that week when you have no idea if he's going to be able to go or not? How does that make any logical sense? You have a third string barely making the league backup. I feel bad for the guy because that is absolutely ludicrous. I actually wrote down too because I didn't touch on this a couple weeks ago when I was watching that Jets uh, Browns game. Adam Gase before halftime when um, – what's his face? Who was the backup before that? Fuck, I don't even remember. Whoever the backup was. He goes down. It's right before halftime. Yes. Or, We're yes. Trevor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it was. It was. Okay. He goes down with the ankle, dislocated ankle or knee or whatever. Yeah. They have all three timeouts. 
They throw the third string back there. He obviously has no idea what they're doing. What does Adam Gase do? He takes a delay of penalty game on third down to make it like third and 20. They obviously don't convert. They have, yeah. They're backed up in their end zone. They punt the ball. The Browns are easily able to convert three points. This guy's an idiot. <laughs> so I think he might be out of a job here by the end of the year, which would be hilarious in also the Jets' true fashion. But I'm with you. Seven oh, points, Cowboys, take that. It's New York Bells, and that's it. Yeah. Am I reading the Saints-Jags as a pick Yep, essentially. <laughs> which okay. Is- it's in Jacksonville, which I guess yeah, is why I mean, they're giving it, it. It has to be. I mean, what? yeah. But yeah, I w- at that point the Saints are even right now for just money lines. So you might as well just if you're going to take the Saints, which I think is where I would lean on that. I think so too. <laughs> I'm not finalized on that one yet, but I think I would take I that. Like, um, I do, like you said, Seattle one and a half. Like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I like the over in the Bengals Ravens game because I think that's just an absolute. Terrible defenses going at it, and yeah. there will be some points scored in that. It's at 48, so I kind of like that one. The other pick that I was liking initially is um, where was it? It was, a, I thought it was an outrageous line. God, that Chiefs Texans was gonna be a lot of points. Yeah, the Chiefs Texans, there it was. That's gonna be a lot of points. I thought 55 was a little low for that over. I mean, maybe yeah. they know something that I don't, but I mean, they obviously do. They've been killing me this year, but. <laughs> That seems really low for those two teams. It does. Maybe just um, Kansas City coming off a of 13 or something, scaring them. I don't know, but that's going to be a just a just back-and-forth game, I feel like. Yeah, that's all I had at this point. But uh, any other yeah. you want to lay out there? Um, no, I mean, that's that's really all I have. I think it's hilarious that the Redskins are favored. Um, that's just really funny. Uh, <laughs> I would maybe consider taking the money line with the Dolphins. I'm not going to do it. I don't really like to bet on my own team, but if you're out there, I'd consider it. Yeah, sprinkle a little on there. All righty. Well, that'll do it for us this week. As always, peace.